This is the party with Serene and Pearl. Get it right, P O D D Y. Women and men, boys and girls, cats and dogs, welcome back to the Trim Healthy Podcast on this very special Mother's Day. We have a very special guest in the studio with us today. The one, the only. Mommy. Famous. Mommy. Legendary. Mommy. She would hate, she hates all this. She's giving me a cross look. Nancy Campbell. Nancy Campbell is Serena Pearl's mommy, and she started a amazing magazine called Above Rubies. Her and her husband are the founders of the Above Rubies Ministry and Magazine, and it was created to encourage women in their high calling of motherhood. Nancy, welcome to our show. Thank you. Mother, get right into right okay. in there. Good girl, mother. Okay. Can I just tell you one thing before you take it away, Mom? First of all, I want to say thank you, Mom, for what you've instilled in us, The just the the aura that you gave motherhood. I saw. I was so proud of who you were, just as a, as a mother. And you had other things that you do. You've got this worldwide ministry, but motherhood was who you you are. My mom. That's what I saw you as. And you always instilled in me that it was that that was the most special thing I could do. So yesterday, I was in the hospital and I had to write out who I was. So it says husband's name, line of business, what he does, and I said business owner for my husband. And it said mother's name. I said Serene. It said um, occupation, and I could have put. Business owner or author, but or. I said mother because I thought yeah. I just want to say that because that's my most pride. Everyone's yeah. wondering why you're in the hospital now. So oh, well, well that'll be later. Bigger on. picture, Maybe another podcast. Poor little, it, mom. No, poor little Solly Dolly's got something on her leg. That's all. Okay. Yeah, hemiangioma. Yeah. Yeah, that's normal. Yeah. Go, mom. Well, you said something before, Serene, um, about the art, and uh, I think that motherhood, like everything else in life, is an art. And, you know, you can have a gift that God gives you about something, but to be really good at it, you still have to practice and learn and study if it's really going to become an art and you're going to be good at that thing. And I think motherhood's like that. It is an art. It's something we learn, but, uh, and we learn along the years. And I'm still learning because we never stop learning. And I think I'd love to say to all you mothers today, first of all, that you're doing the most wonderful job. You are in the most um, important and highest career in the whole nation. I mean, I think there's no other job in the world that has such a huge job description. Um, in my book, that um, The Power of Motherhood, which is a classic manual specifically for mothers, I have in one chapter over over 100 or just on 100 job descriptions of a mother and because we do so many things there's hardly anything we don't have to involved in our motherhood it's just so encompassing and so amazing and that is a sad thing that so many women just think that they're insignificant when really this is the most high-powered job in the nation it may not be the most high-powered paid job in the most in the nation but it is the most high powered job and i think mothers have to realize that and i want to encourage you today uh, what that- about grandmothers mum because oh, some yes. of us i'm in that stage now even serene yes. and you know but now i want to and of course i wasn't the perfect mother but thankfully growing up you know with you i feel like my children rise up and call me blessed mm. and i'm so blessed to have that but now as so many of us are grandmothers and many mm. grandmothers listening, what a beautiful role we have encouraging our daughters mm. in this. And and still we're always mothers, even though our children well, grow that's up. What, but my mom said we never <laughs> stop learning. I know. But we never exactly. stop being mothers. That's because true. even yes. if you are 90 years old and you have a 60-year-old son, you may no, not yes. say, obey me, sonny son, and get to bed. <laughs> yeah. But there are still, there's still a motherhood role. Exactly. Absolutely. And you never stop. Stop being concerned and feeling and hurting and praying for your children, no matter how old they are. So motherhood is not just a certain stage of your life when, okay, you have children, they grow up, okay, forget that, I'm doing something else now. No, we are 
mothers. In fact, every one of us who are female are mothers from the time we were born till the time we die, because that's who we were created to be. We have innately this maternal instinct. Even women who don't want to embrace motherhood, they can't get away from that instinct. And if they don't embrace children, they'll have pets They'll have something because <laughs> we've got to mother something. It's how and God what about created mother, us. mothers who don't end up having literal children? We're still mothers, right? Well, mother exactly. Teresa is the, the greatest mother of all time. And single she woman, had one of her own. you know, we have many single women. Maybe they don't have children yet, and mm. we don't want to exclude you. You're still a mother. Well, see, this is the thing. The two the the two aspects of motherhood is that yes, firstly, is this innate divine. Uh, anointing, we could call it, that God has put in every woman so that no matter who she is, she's going to want a mother. If she hasn't got children or something to mother or to to hurt, you know, ministering to hurting and needy people, well, she'll end up with pets because we just have to mother. Or or, or individuals who need some nurturing. Now, Pearl and I, we've had the greatest mother in the world, we just announced, but sometimes we'll be away places. We might just be in the office and Leslie here, we call our mummy. Because yeah. she tucks Leslie. us in and if we're a little bit anxious or worried about some event or something we have to do with Trim Healthy Mama, she tucks our emotions in and mm-hmm. soothes us and puts the little passy in our mouths and says, it's okay, And Leslie girls. here, Leslie, you know, <laughs> you've heard Leslie before and she's not a literal mother of children. And yet she, it's so true. So she mothers us like... Like where's our Leslie when things are going wrong with Trim Healthy Mama? Because she she she's an it's what you're saying you're right, Mum. We are innate nurturers. And yes. shout out to one of our friends, Auntie Davida. She may never be listening to this. She's never Davida listens, child. mate. Davida, shout out to you. She's never actually um a, a mothered a, a literal child, but she has so many children across the world, even that are older than her or her age or slightly younger, and she basically is a prayer warrior for them. She is concerned. She nurtures them. She she she's so all about their um, growth spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically in every mm-hmm. way. Let me turn off my phone. We can't have a, a podcast mother. without Serene's phone ringing, but oh, she is a great Allison mother. Family, carry yeah. on, Mum, and I'll just do this. this little okay. She'll just do this privately Hello, with all the microphones children. on. It's your best mother in the world <laughs> answering your phone while I'm on the podcast. <laughs> anyway, yes, so this is this is the great thing for all women and we and I just want to bless every one of you today and just say embrace who God created you to be with this beautiful maternal uh, instinct within you and and just pour it out to everyone you meet. Of I course, love what you said embrace and sorry we yeah. interrupt each other on the potty and usually <laughs> we shouldn't interrupt our mum. But and our want- mum is a lead cook. Yeah, you mom, know what I mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mum's Pearl and I can stir the pot at the same time, but my mum has so many powerful things to say. We really need to let her shine, but we but do. We're naughty. But I want to say oh, you, you said something, Mum. You said embrace. Yes. I don't yeah. feel in this world we are we are taught to embrace it. We're taught yeah. to suppress it, Mum. Exactly. That's so true. Well, most young women growing up today, no one's ever even kind of um, put the motherhood thought in their brain. I mean, I all they have is their career. They haven't even thought of motherhood. So therefore, if they, when they get married and a child comes along, they're totally help. What is happening to my life? Because they're not geared toward it. And that's another thing. It's embracing who we are, but embracing physically. Sometimes we as women forget, we actually forget that we are, that we physically have a womb. And we have breasts. We're physically created to mother. And so when the mothers that we're talking to today, you're in your home with your little ones. Oh, please know that you are in the perfect will of God. You are doing what you were born to do and physically born to do. And it's the most powerful thing that you can do for the nation, actually for yourself. Because when we don't walk in how God created us, we actually atrophy. And uh, so, well, that, that's scientifically, and, and you know, we always just talk about sometimes scripture things, but scientifically things back uh, that up. Now, of course, some of us 
may never get married and 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 our bodies won't go through motherhood or pregnancy for for whatever reason sometimes we can't and i know we have many women longing to be pregnant who mm. are listening right now and you know that you're in our hearts but pregnancy and nursing are incredibly incredibly preventative of mm. diseases oh, they are helpful yes. for the body and a lot yes um, and a lot of women think well i don't want to nurse i'll just bottle feed because i don't want to get a saggy pair but apparently <laughs> apparently pair. when breasts are not <laughs> used <laughs> for the function with which they're designed well they're designed for many wonderful yeah. functions but the main function is to nurture a baby actually the cells atrophy quicker they're designed to to be yeah. milk producers nobody wants a saggy pair no <laughs> we, i know we always will do better physically and emotionally and in every way of our lives if we live according to the way our bodies were meant to function. And That's part of just that basic. Is, is eating right too, because you can't oh, go pregnancy yes. and pregnancy and then just not look after your body. There's oh, a design no. for all these you're things. You're writing a bunch of checks from the bank and you got nothing in there to pay you bouncing your checks constantly, you're gonna get Yeah, sick. you gotta you gotta nurture that body with oh, food. But you know what, Serene, but like just breast cancer protection with breastfeeding and yes. uterine cancer and ovarian cancer protection with pregnancy, all these and things. And what about the fact that I was adrenal fatigued to the max, max, max? And you could explain about this, Mrs. Holmes. We call Pearl Mrs. Holmes because she just studies hormones for a living, for fun, for funsies. Um, I was adrenal <laughs> fatigued. I tried everything. I was like taking all the supplements and going to bed at eight o'clock. You've heard my story, getting worse and worse. And then I had a pregnancy yeah. and it reset my whole hormones, Pearl. Just for five seconds, could you explain that? You told me about it once. Well, um, you know, in, in pregnancy, we are basically, everything's sort of clean slate and washed in you. Your body starts making cortisol properly again. I mean, your body is flooded with surges of these brand new hormones that can reset your whole body. And of course, we're not saying pregnancy fixes everything. We're just saying we were designed to do this and society is not telling us it's a good thing. So we got mummy here to keep yes, going, well, mama. I, I think about estriol, one of the estrogen hormones. It's elevated up to a thousand times when you're pregnant. And what That's is the est glow. Estriol's for your skin. Yes, estriol's and it's the anti-age hormone. Yes, it is. So, I mean, here we are trying to get estriol and all our anti-aging creams and so on, when really to be pregnant, it just raises it higher than any other thing. And each time you have a baby, you carry those stem cells from that child for the rest of yes. your whole entire life. Not just while the baby's in utero. You actually have have a piece of your baby. That sounds weird, mm -hmm. but you have cellular mm -hmm. um, structure from your baby for the rest of your life. There's studies about it, and I'm not mm -hmm. absolutely um, remembering it all right, but you carry your child for the rest of your life. Yeah, and I think it's beautiful. You know, we've done actual potties here on on married sex and the beautiful intimacy and what that does for our health. But, you know, birth and children inside that beautiful family unit that God created too, it's natural and it's healthy and it's scientific. But let's go on to some more things here, Mum. I know yes. you brought you brought it. I, I just like to say it again so you don't forget it, and that is to realize that your mothering is an art and hone your art. Instead of just thinking, oh, to mother is just to make sure my children are fed and clothed. No, it's far more than that. It's just pouring out of your maternal instinct and it's taking on so many realms. So begin to hone your art. You know, I was saying about there's about 100 or more different job descriptions, but some are very basic. And there are some things that are just related to motherhood. Of course, home is related to motherhood. We think of home, we think of a mother. Home is just not a home without a mother in the heart of the home. It's like a bachelor pad. Um, there needs to be a mother making it a home. And pregnancies related to motherhood and uh, therefore we need to embrace that. Nursing our babies is all part of motherhood and so we need to embrace that. Another thing that uh, women often forget, although I don't think you would because you're trim healthy mamas, but that is cooking uh, and preparing meals for your family is so equated with motherhood. It's part of our mothering role because part of mothering is wanting to nurture and wanting to feed. 
And uh, I think this is kind of becoming a lost art in many homes today. Once again, cooking is an art too. Uh, more than just being a culinary expert, it's not talking about that. The art of ministering into your family and into your husband and into your children. Because I'd love today to just give you a little glimpse of the power of cooking and preparing meals in your home. Now, because you're listening to this, you're so concerned about, you know, doing the right foods, eating the right foods, keep slim, healthy, and keep on from healthy mama. But you know, there's even so much more than that. Because feeding, feeding our families is feeding the whole man. We have to see that my role as a mother is to nurture not just the physical body of our children, but their um, their emotional needs and their mental needs and their spiritual needs. And uh, food encompasses encompasses all of that. When we make a meal for our family, we're not just plonking some food on the table, but we're thinking of how, thinking of how we can make it so nutritious for them. Um, actually, if you don't mind me taking you to the Bible, um, in 1 Timothy 5.10, there's a scripture that gives a description of a woman, a mother, and there's quite a few descriptions of her there, but the very first one, because God always puts first things first, is she has brought up children. Now, what does that word brought up mean? Not dragged up, brought up. We often say, oh, they were dragged up. and But here it talks about them being brought up. But the actual meaning of of the word. It comes from two Greek words. Number one, child. Number two, trepho, which tells us what to do with that child. And what does it tell us to do? You won't believe it. What? To fatten them up. <laughs> to fatten, to nurture, to nourish, to feed. So it's that's talking about motherhood. Mother? And yes. that's so much part of motherhood. Mm. We're starting off, of course, fattening our little babies Come like Serena is trying to right. do with Solly. And she's poundage. just getting fatter and fatter. Serena is actually levitating above her couch right now with this wonderful (laughs) word of encouragement from her mother. And we can feel all her rolls. And don't you always love to just cuddle rolls and fat thighs? The wonderful thing is it's the only time in in our lives when we can drool over fat. Yes. When Remy was born, I mean, you most probably know how Serene's little boy, Remy, didn't thrive at the beginning. And here she is, this pro nurse, 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 and he's not even fattening up what's happening. And then she finds out he has this high palate and can't really draw the milk out properly. So she becomes Mrs. Pump. She's <laughs> determined to fatten this baby up because it's in her. As a mother, you 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 don't. He never want got to... real fat, but he got occasionally oh, fat. But, but solace... he looks pretty fat. Some babies now, are. Uh, some babies will never get as fat as others, and yes. we love those babies. No, we My love little the grandson, tree um, frogs too. Warren. He's so cute, but he just doesn't. More wiry. He, he's more wiry. He's yes. not. You know, I was hoping for the fattest grandbaby in the world. But, but they've I, still been trefoed, Pearl. I lo- no, yes. exactly. Exactly. And this is the he's thing of trefo. He's still being nourished. Yes. It's not just that's a little bit of fattening babies, but we're not going to keep on fattening. We're going to keep on nourishing as they grow older. And it's all about nourishing. Nourishing. Oh, another word um, in the Bible for food is... Um, Trophy. And do you know what I that means? I thought you said trefe. No, trefe. Trefo. Now I'm talking about uh, trophy. Trophy is another word for what? Food. Food. Yeah. And it means, guess what? What? Nourishment. Yeah. Wow. It, so you it can't is separate not food and nourishment. nourishing. It's Ooh. not food. Wow. That's so true. Because that's what food means. Oh, so some on, people think, on, well, this is huge. I can, can only we... buy this food because it's cheap and the other health food is expensive. Well, sorry, the cheap food isn't food. Hold on, this is huge. That's and a, yeah, actually, that's cool. the Bible calls food, tr- say the word, 
nourishment. Nourishment. That's so what it is. let's start to think of the the real term. If it's not nourishing, it's not food. It's no. not biblical. What is that Greek people? word again? Trophe. Tro- it's T R O P H E. Trophe. Trophe. Well, then mean? we're going to have to have some trophe bars and some yeah. trophe. Yes. <laughs> no, that's actually a good point because you know you say, well, I can't afford that healthy food. No, no, no. It's just food. It's not oh, healthy food. It's yeah, just food. food. That's yeah. true. You can and, afford and people food. say mm-hmm. who say I can't afford healthy food, but I watch them buying all these packets of cereals. Do you know that I could not afford to buy packets of cereals? Yeah, that's too expensive. It's like ten times too much junk. I wouldn't even let them. I, in fact, I couldn't even bear to think of them going into my children's mouths when they were growing up. I brought. Bring it, Mum. I brought. <laughs> I brought sugar-free, like a hundred percent. What are those little shredded wheats for yeah. our holiday trip to Florida? We just came back yeah. from. And I thought, well, I'm doing the best of the bad world yeah. and they'll just sprinkle gentle sweet on top and put our raw milk, but it's yeah. cereal, right? Yeah. Well, I came back from Florida and there's still a few packets left. Into the trash they go. I can't bear yes. to yes. not bear. do good old um, sweatpants oatmeal and give mm-hmm. them some kind of extruded wheat But, uh, but let me take this yes. though, Mother. Yes. We were brought up with your every morning. We had eggs on toast or we had granola, your homemade granola. We had oats. We were brought homemade up. With you were you brought up with that. Okay, so for <laughs> us, this feels, when we nourish our family, It feel, we grew up with it. So many people listen, mum. They were brought up on box cereal. Oh, this I know. is their norm. It's, it's easy. Quick. It's hard for them, though. To yeah. This is rethinking for them, mum. And we, we say, but I wouldn't do that to my children. But you see, we have to bring this in a way that this it's a whole new world. And what was them. that first Greek word, mother? Not the trophy, the other one. Well, the other one to bring brought up. up children. The Greek word is technotrophio, technon child, uh, and then trepho, meaning to nourish, okay, feed, but trepho. pamper So let's with just food. even bring it around. Let's just circle it around to the other side. You could feed them their millet sludge. You know, nourishing oh, one. It was never I'm ju- no, I know that, but I'm just tripping <laughs> it round, right? Say you're just like a health food purist and you feed them their millet, but you slam it down on the table with a bitter expression and say, oh, you know, yes. um, you know, uh, I hope you're going to be good today, Johnny, because yesterday you're a real pill. Yeah. And then, but you know, there's no trefo in that. No, there's no, no emotional no. nourishing. There's no fattening up spiritually. There's no, no watering the plant. So it's not just about food. No, but it is all about food. But understanding that food is not only to feed the body, but to feed the soul, to feed the spirit, to feed the mind. See, people can feed on different things. They can feed on foolishness. They can feed on junk. They can feed on vain things. Um, we, We all want to feed on nourishing things ourselves for our mind and our spirit. But as mothers, see, oh, we have to begin to see that as mothers, we're not just plonking a bit of food on the table. Okay, children, get your breakfast. And they just go and they get their cereal. That's that's not really feeding their bodies, but nor is it really feeding their souls and spirits. There's something about the mother who um, she's making something for her family, and I think you know every mother can learn to just cook a bit of rolled oats. That's not hard. Rolled and oats is oatmeal. What oatmeal? if they what if their children, Mum? What would you say for people yes. who are in a home? Ch- they were brought up on packaged cereal. Okay, yes. so this is all new to them. So they switch to Trim Healthy Mama, and they're like yes. feeding their children eggs now, or oatmeal, yes. or things like that. Maybe it's Trim Healthy pancakes, or they're trying, yes. and their children yes. are like, Mum, this is awful. I don't. I want my cereal again. Boo hoo. Well, I can't. I think that those Trim Healthy. Things are pretty nice. Well, they are yummy. They really but, are But people yummy. are used to And then when you are having them with berries and yes. cream, goodness me, that's that's a treat compared to dumb cereal. But what do you do if your children – now, if your children are older, you can't force, okay? But you're paying for them, so in some ways until they're 18 or whatever, yes. you're in charge. But what do you do with little children who's uh, not going to eat that? What? Okay, let's bring some practical – Mothering in here, you're changing from an almost eighty-year-old um, empress of Mom, motherhood. Our mom is sitting here. You're almost eighty. You have how many grandchildren, mother? Forty-five. So forty-five, far. and some great-grandchildren. Yes. And I feel mom's yes. motherhood vibes stronger than I ever have. And I'm forty-one. Yes. And I want you to. This lady we're describing sitting right here is redhead, and she's tall and strong, and she is. 
And utter great uh, She'd health. beat me in an arm wrestle. So, but sake. tell us what, as a mother, this well, is what so many of our women are going through. What do you do, mum? But the thing is, you know, my darlings, that I would never allow you to just say what you wanted to eat. There you go. You eat what I give you, but I'm not going to give you some horrible stuff. I'm going to give you something that's nutritious, but not just sludge, as you mentioned before, something attractive and something that's nice. And I give it to you because it's so delectable and nice. I mean, and that's sit part there of with nourishing. And probably talk about, isn't this wonderful? Eat it alongside of us and umming and ahhing about the wonderful taste. Yes. In fact, I think that is, you know, enjoying food even passes on to your, our children. Why do you girls enjoy food. Why do we all enjoy food? Because you enjoy food. food. Yes, I love food. (laughs) And also, remember how often we'd sit at the table, oh, especially after we watched that movie, what about Bob? Remember that? Yes. And on it, that guy, he's at the table and he's, you know, loving this meal. He's going, "Mm." It was salad, actually. (laughs) And so how often we would sit at the table and something's nice and we'd all go, Mm. Oh, mm. Yeah. and and you give your children a, a kind of an understanding of wow, food is to be enjoyed. Can and you it's give so a quick nice two minute synopsis of that wonderful movie that you love and you watch it every year, Babette's Feast? Oh yes, that's right, Babette's Feast. Uh, have any of you ever watched it? When I watched it years ago, it was black and white and subtitled. And, uh, but now you can get it in colour and it's in English. But this is just the story of somewhere in Europe, it was, I think. And uh, this, this pe- these people who belong to this church, and they were so religious and sort of boring. And then they all got niggly with one another. And they were, this one hated this one and this one hated that one. Oh, it was a terrible state of affairs. And then this lady turned up on the scene. It was after the war. She was looking for a job and she'd had to flee France, the country. Anyway, these two old spinsters took her in and um, she began to be their cook and she had to feed them kind of the most boring food that they had. But then she got an inheritance and uh, she asked them if she could put on a meal for them. And she used her whole inheritance to cook this most amazing meal. Not only was it the most amazing food, but she set the table just with such art and such beauty. And nobody knew that this woman had been one of the greatest chefs in Paris. But anyway, she uh, they asked all the people who belonged to this church. It was such a little church. They could sit all around this table. And as they ate this meal... As they just enjoyed this food and as they drank the wine, which I think was most probably some of the best that she could ever get from France because she spent her whole inheritance on one meal, they relaxed and oxytocin filled them all and they began to smile. They began to talk to those that they were out of sorts with and love began to flow. It was miraculous. And then there was one visitor. And he had been a someone high up in the army. And uh, he got up to do a toast. And he said, this so reminds me, he didn't know it was the exact person, it reminds me of a chef in France who knew how to make every meal into a love affair. And that's what happened that night. It totally turned those people around. But I loved it because I took those words and I decided to make them mine. And I have since, it's always been my desire and my longing to make every meal into a love affair. Doesn't matter what meal, Breakfast, lunch, supper, doesn't matter who's there, if I have visitors or just my family, to make it a love affair, not just for their bodies, but for their souls and for their spirits. 
because a love affair is when you are nurturing their whole man. You're not thinking about, oh, well, got to get a bit of food. Here it is. No, I'm thinking of how I can nourish my husband, my children, and every part of who they are. I've had a love affair at your house for breakfast over simple oats, Mum. Mm-hmm. Just because of the atmosphere and the vibe and the love and the and mm-hmm. just the the tangible presence of happiness that I felt, and just the humble oats, but just the way that you poured the dedication into serving us, it mm-hmm. it felt like a love affair. Yes, yes, I think of. You know, uh, this happens in your family. It can happen with reaching out to. I think a beautiful uh, thing is to have people. You see, we are not meant to eat on our own. I think you did a party once about this, didn't you? How that just eating on your own, eating on the run is is not really healthy for you. Don't get the same nourishment unless you sit and eat. And you're not so, um, you know, you're not so likely to just sit and eat if you're just on your own. But when you have your family, you're going to gather them. You see, eating's not just having some food. It's gathering. It's sitting around a meal. I was reading um, about someone recently, and this author said, I loved it, uh, they, they called it eye-to-eye, face-to-face, table fellowship. Don't you love that? I love that. It's eye to eye. It's face to face. And when you have that kind of eating, when you eat with others, you're eye to eye, you're face to face, you're talking heart to heart, you're discussing ideas and thoughts and revelations. And, and of course, that's with older people. When you've got little ones, you're not kind of getting to that, but you're still asking your children little questions to get them talking and having interaction. And so that kind of eating, what does it do? Produces oxytocin. And so you have you relax and it changes the atmosphere because it's nourishing not just the body but the mind and the soul and the spirit and every part. You know, I, I think growing up that my the thing I look forward to all day was our nighttime meal because yes. you know, you and I think that's why for Serene and I, even though we've had to do this business and we're very busy and we didn't really Asked to do that, become businesswoman. It sort of just happened. God opened this platform for us. But always by four o'clock, you know, I'm thinking, well, what's for dinner, Pearl? You know, mm-hmm. let's get started because you were you were always in there by four cooking exactly. your dinner. And so mm-hmm. to and me it, that yes. and because I looked forward to that meal and and I and, you know, just being with my brothers and sisters and and we don't always sit around at a table, but sometimes we do because my life's a bit crazier. And obviously breakfast is different. But having that was such a beautiful part of my life. I want my children to have that. It's so important. I know women now, so many of our women, they go to work and they have to rush out the door in the morning. But I still feel taking some times when they can together mm-hmm. and um, to have that meal, whether it's in a crock pot in the morning or mm-hmm. whatever, just to have that nourishment. And, and you know, I remember you saying to us, Mum, when we all grew up, you said you took everyone aside separately and asked what was the best part – the best memories that you have of your childhood. And all of us, you said, mentioned the nighttime meals together. And, you know, I remember you saying to us, because we would have to rush off to school because back in in those days in Australia, homeschooling wasn't an option. And, you know, so we were off at school and, and so breakfast and lunch were not necessarily together. But you always said, clear the tables, everybody, as far as your schedules at nighttime. As long as you're under our roof, we eat together. Mm-hmm. And that may not be something you're all going to put as a mandate, but for us it made the most incredible childhood memories that, uh, you know, and some people think, wow, I've got to get to Disneyland and give my children childhood memories and mm-hmm. I've got to save up and take them here and there because that's childhood memories. Sometimes the best childhood memories are cheap. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online. 
Schedule package pickups through the dashboard and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hey, you're listening to The Party with Serene and Pearl, and I'm Pearl, and who are you? <laughs> Serene. <laughs> I was just talking to someone the other day. They went to Disneyland or World, which one I can't remember. She said it was horrific. <laughs> we stood for hours yeah, and hours in lines trying to get, uh, you know, on something. We did it. Then we would go again. You probably really old niggly at your children who were like hot and, and bad hours in lines line. again. What? Joy is that compared to the interaction and joy of sitting around a table together? It's so amazing. Yes. In fact, can I just tell you this, Billy? Because I was just looking it up in the Bible just the other day to look at things that go with food, that God puts with food, that he, like, like they're twins, you know, food and this go together. And I found quite a few, but I don't think I've exhausted it yet. Can I just yes, read you the ones do. I, I found? I love it. Please do. We've got a good five minutes to go. Great. Well, these are all scriptural verses that actually say this goes with food. I won't tell you where they're found. We haven't got time. Okay. Food and gladness. Love. Yes. Awesome. Love yes, because that's the joy. Mm-hmm. Food and being merry. Love yeah. it. Now, now folks... This is Bible. Mm. You see, some people think, wow, Bible, that's some boring book. Oh, goodness me. If they could only know, the Bible is filled with how we're to live, and it's filled with joy and excitement and family life. And these are the things that God associates with food and sitting around the table. Let's see, what else have I got here? Food. And laughter. Yes. Food and comfort. Love it. Food and strengthening the heart and body. Food and good cheer. Mm -hmm. Food and joy. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're all just so similar. It's the joy and the celebration. Food and feasting. I love it. God loves feasting. Feast. And the Son of Man oh. came eating and drinking, right? Exactly. So a lot of women feel shame for, for enjoying food because maybe in the past um, different struggles with weight and diets. But you know what? God wants us to have food freedom because he gave it as a gift. Exactly. He came eating and drinking and feasting. Yes. And we just got to eat the right foods. But we're not meant to think, oh, I wish I could just take a pill and, and swallow it down no, with my nutrients because food is, is really food. my enemy. No, food is to be Food celebrated. is to be enjoyed and masticated. Oh, and this is a challenge to me. I've got to finish this list too. Chewed. But one chewed. of the other – because I've been – Mum likes the good old longer words, <laughs> yeah. chewed. Food oh, okay. likes chewed. Okay. Like, what does that <laughs> word mean? But I have been doing this study. It's so unbelievable. Um, I've just checked out – all the words for mealtimes, eating, and table in the New Testament found 31 different Greek words. Now I'm doing the old, and I've got about that many, and I haven't finished yet. It's just, God, it's Mom, just you're an all amazing about woman who, eating. who nurtures her soul and spirit. Eating. Listen, that's her hobbies, to oh, look up Greek words. And, yeah, that's mum's hobbies. Oh, yes. And food and friendship. One of the words for eating is in the company of others and having friendship. Oh, it's also amazing, isn't it? And food and leisure. Oh, can I read you a little story? This is about when Jesus was here and he was talking to his disciples and he said to them, come apart into a desert place and rest. Or the word is refresh a while for there were many coming and going and they did not have any leisure so much as to eat. Now, do you notice something there that Jesus wouldn't allow them to eat on the run? There were so many coming and going. He said, come apart into this restful place so we can have leisure 
to eat. So leisure, good. leisure, and food go together. Yeah. Now that's something we have to try and do, even if it's just for one meal a day. Where with our families, we take leisure time. We're not hurry up, hurry. We've got to go here. We've got to go there. We've got oh, to I'm change our lifestyles <laughs> so that our meal tables, food, and fellowship, and laughter, and joy, they are the paramount thing in our home, That's not rushing why here breastfeeding and there. is a beautiful thing, going back yes. to the very natural, innate yes. parts of motherhood. Because you can't really breastfeed on the run. I mean, <laughs> I try true. as I go yeah. around the grocery store pushing the cart, but it's not really a good meal for her. It's a mm. kind of a snack where she's half falling off. But you have to sit down and get yourself propped up with a pillow and put your leg up on the mm. coffee table to get a good oh, meal for your baby. I think yes. those were the best times when I had little babies. Yes. You know, you yes. had to take that time. Absolutely. And you're busy, you're crazy. But it's funny how when you have to do something, you find a way. Yes. And so you would find a way to ha- to nurse the baby and you'd sit down and you'd just be like, oh. Oh, I know, because that's oxytocin. The milk comes in and, oh, you just flood. But you can throw a bottle into the car seat in the back and eat on the run with your baby. Oh, goodness me, that is so stressful. Mm -hmm. And so many women find motherhood stressful because they're doing it the wrong way. Now, understood, there's people that babies have mouth issues. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe they don't have... that's a small percentage. That's not the norm. My point is, is there are some people out there, and I wanted to speak to them like with Remy. You've had difficulties you've had to face. Yes, but they may not have the leisure that I had. Well, I didn't have leisure, but my OCD personality to not give up. They might just be more sane about stuff. But But um, the point is, though, is that I forgot my point. Well, <laughs> let me carry on. Taking time. I, I do Welcome time. to the podcast. Yes, yes we yeah, do. This time. is the thing. But you see, God, we, even though we're not doing it this way in our modern, fast-paced world, I have a responsibility as an older mother to tell the young mothers how it's meant to be done because if I don't, Mm. from generation to generation, it's going to get worse and worse. And in fact, so many mothers, their their hair is just about falling out because they're so overwhelmed. But all because... They're not doing it how God intended. Well, I just remembered my yes. point, and okay. it's all about you, not the, the God intended part. <laughs> when I had to uh, wash out all these, sterilize the tubes and pump and oh, put it in a lactate, yes. you know, say it's a bottle. Say you're just doing a bottle. Well, I was doing it in a lactate so I can breastfeed and, and supplement at the same time. But sterilization and, and cleaning bottle nibs and warming formula is the pits. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's yeah. the pits because I've done it both ways now, and I realize, wow, God. Breastfeeding, women think, well, I'd rather bottle feed. It'll be easier. My partner can take over and mm. like bre- yes, a bottle feed in the night. You know, you'll be in up more work bottle mm. feeding. Plus, less oxytocin because the more you put your baby to the breast and sit down, the more prolactin you make, which makes you more motherly, the more oxytocin you make, which makes you more stress-free. But that sitting down oh, thing, you see, you have to yes. sit down really to properly breastfeed yes. and just relax. But we can take this, what you're saying, when we sit down to eat, and this goes back, we've done potties on slowdown, when we sit down, that's when we receive more of the benefits from food. That's when our metabolism actually raises because we can take proper breaths. That's when we properly digest our food. But that's when we talk to our family too, just because we're sitting down. The conversation And we notice, it's amazing, there is not one thing that we don't find the answer to in the Bible. And here's another one. Notice when Jesus was feeding the 5,000, and of course they'd all come out to this place and they'd been there listening and listening, and, and uh, the disciples said, send them away so get some food, they'll be starving. And Jesus just said, well, let's give them food to eat. Of course, he miraculously, you know, multiplied the food, but before he gave one person even one crumb of that bread and fish, what did he do? The Bible says he commanded, that's the word that uses, he commanded his disciples to make them all sit down. Hmm. It wasn't until they were all sitting and not higgly piggly, all in companies, and when they were all in order, all sitting down, ready to receive the food. Then he blessed it, broke it, and gave it to them. And that is the pattern. In fact, there's another story in the Old Testament about uh, when 
David was having that trouble with Saul because Saul was jealous of him and and uh, he was getting angry and throwing javelins at him. And anyway, so Saul and Jonathan get out in the fields. You mean David we, and Jonathan? David yeah. and Jonathan. What are we going to do about this? And so they make the plan. Okay, I'm going to stay away for three days and see what Saul will do if he'll get mad or if he'll just let it go and we'll kind of know if I've got to flee uh, the palace. So anyway, and David says, now tonight my seat will be empty and King Saul will notice that my seat is empty. And then uh, he did that night. He noticed that David's seat was empty. And it goes on to say that as King Saul came to his table and he sat here and Jonathan sat next to him and Abner sat opposite. And it speaks about where everyone sat Mm. at the table. They had their seats. And if a seat was empty, it was noticed. And I think... We see even there that that's really how it should be in our families too. Our children sit. We teach them from little ones, of course, they don't know how to sit properly, but gradually we teach them how to sit at a table. That's wonderful training. I I had one lady say to me once, oh, my children just sit everywhere, anywhere they like. But she said, I have noticed lately that they're starting to fight and I want to sit here. Oh, no, I want to sit there. And yet I think if we get back to the Bible way, they had assigned seats. Now, that could be changed every couple of months. Okay, your turn to sit by daddy for a while. But the children know where they're going to sit. It gives security. They don't have to fight over things. And seating is important. And those seats are to be filled. Like even when, you remember, when um, you were all growing up and the boys, they were older than you and they were out at work. I still expected them when they were under our roof to still, even though they you know, they were doing their own careers now, they still had to be home for the evening meal, unless they had a good excuse and something was going on. But otherwise, that seat was empty. And we I was them. grieved. Yeah. I was a mother wanting to <laughs> nourish my family. You know, when family. you don't sit around a table, you because the, the company and the community and the conversation is not there, you can actually miss people oh, yeah. without knowing it. We came back from our Florida vacation. And we were so tired and we we're putting our stuff away. And this is normal. You don't have to always sit at the table. Mm-hmm. It's not like prison. Yeah. It's just, this life happens. So yeah. we life was happening. And, and I said to the, one of my older children, because my baby was crying and I was dealing with her, you cook the taco salad and then we'll just eat it when we, when we can eat it. So everyone just grabbed and, and ran. And that's what happens in a lot of people's homes every night. Well, I come to find out, where's Sheppy? Is he in the car? Did anyone see him? Come to find out that he'd missed even eating dinner. He had just come in from the car and went to bed. He wasn't. He was just feeling exhausted from the trip. But I didn't even notice till I was yeah. making my rounds yeah. as I was about to go to sleep that he hadn't even had dinner. Hmm. That he had just gone to bed himself. It's there's this. Yeah. When you just eat any old how, whenever anyone goes to the pot and grabs their food, you could even not even have a conversation with that person. Because they you just miss miss and run miss yeah and well run. we do miss out on it in our new in the new in the new modern home but this is this isn't convicting me to have more dinner tables because but you me know mum yeah we're gonna have you back mum always speaks truth whenever she speaks there's conviction you know mum um there uh, is is the how long have you been doing your Above Ruby's magazine? You, you, Over 40 years. You started when Serene was born, yes, right? When so she was- listen, feel free to go to her Facebook page on Above Ruby's. Hey, you, what you will get there is a lot even less politically correct than Serene and I. Mum shares truth and she, and she mum is unafraid. Unashamed. Unashamed. And, and what's the name of your book? Oh, oh, she's got one, lots of books. I have a number of well, books. Well, the one you've uh, referenced. The Power of Motherhood. And, and yes, uh, she's redhead. So redheads, so, they don't they don't sit down and just But even be, if you don't agree with everything that our mum says, she has some beautiful mothering to share. And, and I, I love following your Facebook page, mum, because I'm always – I see something from Above Rubies and I'm always, oh, I can take that today. And, you know, there'll be some things that maybe you – maybe – Politically, you don't agree with my mom or, or in many things, but it doesn't matter. She's got something there that I think could enrich your motherhood or your grandmotherhood. And um, Well, what I share will make you love motherhood. It will make you enjoy it. And that's the sad thing today that so many women aren't enjoying it because, first of all, 
They've never embraced it. First of all, they think, oh, goodness me, I should be doing something else. And also they don't really know how. They maybe didn't even have a mother showing them. You've always said a mother can love her children, but if she doesn't love motherhood, she's miserable. Yes, because exactly. Yeah. So, Mum, we yes. just so honour you today, and that's yes. why we wanted you to ha- ha- to be on this motherhood podcast. And um, we we feel so blessed, and we we just wanted to share our mother with with the rest of you today. And I and I hope it's I hope it's blessed you and strengthened strengthened you and maybe given you something a lot to think about i know i feel like pearl you've been slacking on this whole mealtime thing come on gather your family yeah and that's, I, that's where i'm at yeah and i just want to say motherhood is so beautiful it represent even if you're not a a bible reader or whatever mm. it, it motherhood represents god because mm-hmm. it is his nurturing heart mm-hmm. that he expresses to the world through us women mm-hmm. whether you mother your friends next door, whether you mother um, children in the street who don't have a very good mother, whether you mother your own children, whether right now you're mothering some pets, <laughs> some pets, she or she said. My point is, is that the nurturing heart of God is beautifully shown through women. Mm. Yeah. And for those of you who might be grieving and saying, boy, it would have been great to have a mother mm. like Nancy to really encourage me. And I feel like such a deficit. Well, I want you to cross a bridge. You are are that now. Yes. Be that woman for your children. Don't look at the past and think what you didn't have. Think about right now what you do have. I mean, yeah, you've got resources like Nancy's book and, uh, of course, our podcast, but you have been given everything from the beginning. My four-year-old daughter carries babies around, (laughs) nursing them and making their beds. But, Danny, I know that you're speaking from your heart here, and it's a bit of a what if you could, even for you, because you grew up without a dad, but you're being that dad, you know? That's, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. And Lisa, Danny's wife, is the most beautiful mother. Mm. She is so beautiful with her children, and I believe she's first-generation motherhood. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she had to cross that bridge. Mm -hmm. She had to cross over and say, I am that now. Mm -hmm. I'm not looking for that. I'm not needing that. I'm becoming that, and and now Mm -hmm. I am. Mm -hmm. And I think we are in an hour in this society when this has to happen. There has been a deficit, and it's time to come back to what's reality. And for our families and for our children and for the generations to come and for the nation because precious mothers let me encourage you again today you are determining the destiny of this nation see you next week guys Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.